Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Advertisements are everywhere. Honestly, it's worse than that. Our lives are inundated by them. It doesn't really matter what's being peddled because every single one of them has the same basic message. Whatever it is, it will improve your life. A landscaper will make the outside of your home look beautiful, better than what you could have done. Now you have time to do something else more important to you. Win, win, win. That lawyer on the billboard will win you hundreds of thousands of dollars because you were hit by that commercial truck, guaranteed. Or that particular soda on TV, claiming it helps to create long-lasting memories between friends and families. We've all seen these ads and many, many others. I have to promote this show in the same way. I'll give you a free laugh without taking too much time out of your day. No matter what you do, you're selling yourself or your product or service as a way that will improve the lives of others. In my opinion, the most astonishing advertisements tend to promote nutrition or healthy living. I don't have to mention a certain chocolate candy bar by name, but you'll still recognize which one I'm talking about just by referring to its commercials where a main character is hangry. And I can't forget to talk about cigarette companies. Especially in the early to mid-20th century, they were notorious for promoting their cylinders of tobacco as being healthy. Camel ads claimed most doctors preferred their brand. Lucky Strike made a similar assertion, claiming that doctors medically recommended their brand over the rest. Other cigarette companies declared theirs were scientifically proven to have no adverse effects. It leads me to our primary scenario. Back in the 1940s, the U.S. government formed the Nutrition Division of the War Food Administration in response to the need for rationing food during World War II. One of the big pushes to come out of it was the enrichment of flour. Flour loses the majority of its nutrients during the refinement process. Therefore, enriching it post-refinement introduces some of those nutrients back in. The Nutrition Division launched a program to push a higher consumption of grains but they needed help spreading the word, so they reached out for assistance from the food industry. In return, the division would review each company's nutritional claims and give their products a seal of approval, provided certain standards were met. This, in and of itself, was a major springboard in marketing for these companies. The Kellogg Company was one of the first to jump on board, bragging that their popular cereal brand, Pep, was fortified with vitamins B and D. It even included a, quote-unquote, mild laxative. As my grandma used to say, it makes you go to the buckhouse. Even the Donut Corporation of America was gunning for their stamp of approval. At the time, it was the biggest donut company in America, and they loved grandiose marketing tactics. They had already established the National Dunking Association in the 1930s to popularize the donut, which, during its heyday, included celebrities like Jack Lemmon, Johnny Carson, and Red Skelton serving as president, and over 300 chapters organized across the U.S. They drafted the official dunking rules, and even held an annual donut convention in New York City for many years. 
Yes, even the Donut Corporation of America thought it could jump on this nutrient-packed train. They produced and prepared to market what they called the Vitamin Donut. If you look it up, you can find the ad poster they made, featuring a happy young boy eating one of these nutritious rings, and a little girl ogling two more on a plate. At the top of the poster, it reads, For Pep and Vigor. You know, because that's what vitamins give you. Just like the Kellogg Company with their fortified cereal, the Donut Corporation of America claimed their vitamin donuts were fortified with a minimum of 25 units of vitamin B. Except they really weren't. When they submitted the vitamin donut for review, the nutrition division took issue with their claims. They pointed out that the actual donuts weren't fortified with vitamins. They were simply produced using enriched white flour. Since the division wouldn't give their coveted seal of approval to the snack as titled, they gave the corporation a second chance for approval if they renamed it the Enriched Flour Donut. Well, that obviously didn't fly. The company knew the average consumer wouldn't find an enriched flour donut alluring or appetizing. And so, the vitamin donut was scrapped. I have to laugh every time I consider the opposite outcome. Healthy donuts. Well... This goofy tactic to bolster donut sales may have failed, but it didn't stop the donut from becoming one of America's favorite treats. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one, but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener. 